everybody, it is Friday which means it's time for another edition of the HTXT AfriCast. My name is Clinton, in the studio with me today is Dion, hello, and Charlie. Hi, <laughs> that's a professional intro. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually practice it in front of the mirror. Nice. Okay. Because you know everyone's watching this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mommy always said I had a face for radio. Anyway, um, uh, this past week, Charlie has not been in the office. Yeah, he was on an aeroplane. Uh, he went overseas. And tell us what you did overseas, Charlie. What? I did. I, um, we spoke about it in the last podcast as well. Um, yes. So I spent a couple of days in Barcelona going to the annual Mobile World Congress. Yes, which that isn't a, a politician's party or something that it sounds like. It's actually about mobile phones. <laughs> yeah, it's about mobile phones and everything that has to do with mobile phones like networks, um, networking, um, backhaul, and then obviously devices, accessories, anything that connects or uses mobile phones. Um, like virtual reality hit it, which yeah. surprised me actually. Yeah, which has been the big, big, big focus of, of this Mobile World Congress. And just walking through the stands, um, some of the manufacturers who had some form of virtual reality display or whatever, surprisingly used uh, Samsung's Gear VR, which I, I suppose is not really a surprise because you can just slot in any phone and it, it really works with that um, so yeah that was a big focus and then obviously we had um, the Samsung Galaxy S7 announced yes. we had the LG G5 announced we had the Sony X and the Sony XA announced um, and slightly bucking the trend Huawei announced the Mate tablet um, PC laptop thing in the bub. Um, we have stories of all of that on the website but it was fun it was it wasn't as like previous years, um, but it was still very much a focus on the new devices and then well, the, the first two days and then it kind of tapers off into into all like the backhaul and the millimeter microwave stuff and accessories. What's the what's the like uh, the showstopper of this one? The big the big draw. The big draw of this one, I think in 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 terms of sheer scale and. Flare, I suppose, would be the S7. Um, we always knew that the Samsung S7 was going to be the big announcement, or the biggest announcement being made over there. Um, and then virtual reality. Um, I got to play with the HTC Vive, 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 however you want to pronounce it. That's not like the only one people use, which is Vive. <laughs> Vive. <laughs> I heard like four different pronunciations on that. So I got, I got some um, time to play with that. Um, so virtual reality and anything that goes with it was definitely one of the biggest um, attraction points, so to speak, or accessories to go with mobile phones. Um, LG announced their own, um, which is this tiny little thing that makes you look like data from, from Star Trek. <laughs> or uh, Cyclops. Yeah. I'm actually good with that. I'm surprisingly good with that. It wasn't, wasn't that great. It wasn't that great. But everybody's jumping on that. I mean, we've heard rumors a couple of months ago that Apple might be, or they filed a patent for their own um, VR headset. So we'll have to wait until October, August. Um, when they announced the the iPhone Seven, and then yeah, so virtual reality was by far the biggest thing. You know, it's really strange though. Um, with the uh, VR headset, 
the headset is actually the main device and your phone becomes an accessory to that instead of the opposite way around, which is quite strange. Yeah, it, it, it literally just uses this, the phone for the screen. Yeah. That's, and, that's the only thing. And like if you take a phone and you say this is a VR phone, you, you're not saying anything. You're just saying this phone has VR, a VR app on it and it is compatible with this headset. You, you can't go into a store and be like, I want a VR phone, please. Yeah. You need to get a headset and then you need to hope or you need to buy a new phone that's compatible. Yeah, I want to say, hold hold your horses on that thought for the next, I don't know, maybe year or so. I, I bet you will see like the LG VR. Yeah. The, uh, no, you know, the Huawei VR2 or something phone where they're going to punt it. It's just going to be a regular phone, but they're actually going to punt it for VR. Well, then they're going to have to bundle it with the headset. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, they don't have to. They can charge more and be like, oh, get the headset. The Vive doesn't use a phone, does it? That's completely separate. It uses no, a screen. I think it does. Because it has a, an audio jack at the back. Well, I'm pretty sure the Vive's got an integrated screen. It's not. Yeah, it's I, th not I think because that's in the article that I wrote about it when when I had to play with it. That's why I said that the Vive competes directly with the Oculus right. because it it doesn't it doesn't use a phone. Um, but yeah, I, I got to play some Elite Dangerous, which was fun, uh, nauseating but fun. Um, and I did this really awesome paint thing, which was fantastic. What? I assume we're not talking about finger paint. I assume you mean VR paint. <laughs> yeah. No, it was VR paint. If you can imagine um, Microsoft's paint in a, I want to say 4D space, where you can paint something in thin air. It stays there. It's like almost 3D printing where you control the filament. Oh, you can walk around it. It's like those, um, they do make little uh, 3D printer pens that let you like draw the Eiffel Tower. Like yes, that. Oh, like okay. the 3D look kind of thing. But it's on a massive, massive scale. So everything happens like in front of your face um, or in front of your whole body. And you can walk through it. You can walk around it. But whatever you draw, it has another 3D dimension. qualities. Yeah. Yes, you can see the thickness of it. You can see, you can measure it. But everything is in front of you. You can walk around it. There's sounds playing. If you do certain things, like I mentioned, um, at one point I just decided to be a little bit clever and there was a flames application. So I drew a circle of flames in front of me with, um, and I added a little bit of smoke coming out of it. So the flames actually move in the direction that you painted it. So if you oh, go okay. clockwise, the flames will stay within the brush band, but it will move clockwise in that. And if you have headphones on, you can actually hear the crackling um, of the flames in the background and the smoke kind of moves up. And so wait, so, so while you were doing that, did you get any sense of the room that you were in or was it a, is it a virtual room as well? It, it's a virtual room, but it's a completely light blue space. That okay. you see, so you're like in a cube. Um, so I'm just saying, there's no like awareness of the actual physical room that you're in. Like you could still bump into stuff walking around, and you can you can bump into things if you don't know it's there, because obviously it doesn't scan the room for right. other objects. Right. Uh, not not that I know, because the the area that we were in was quite clean, but I did find myself having to almost trail the um, the wires that come out from the back of the of the headset that was on the ground connected to a PC on the okay. side. I kind of every now and again I felt the the wires under my feet and I kind of had to shift myself because you can't you can't look down and see the wires and go okay well I need to step over this so I think it would be the same for furniture but um, it uses two sensors 
um, in the top of a room, like in the corners. And the further you and the further you move the sensors away, the bigger your virtual space becomes. But once you get too close to the virtual space's room, it gets like a Tron kind of effect, where it's these light blue squares that kind of block it off, so you know you can't go out of that, and it's not going to pick it up. Okay. But it's really, really fun. That was that was definitely the highlight um, for me. Did you have a chance to go on an, an omnidirectional <laughs> treadmill, like one of those? Um no, I've never had. Those look really cool. I don't know, dude. I think for me, the appeal of VR is that I can pretty much sit still and look around, and I can see stuff. I don't want to be running around dude, as if I'm. I do want to go running room. around. Imagine, yeah. like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna load up the new first-person shoot or whatever. I'm gonna do an eight-hour campaign, and afterwards, I'm gonna be drenched in sweat. It's like, yeah, I lost like two thousand calories. The reason I like gaming on my bum is because I don't have to do that. Yeah, and, the, and that's the reason why HTC showed off. Um, the two different applications where the paintbrush one, the, um, the app or the program is called T Tilt Brush, where it uses the Vive's proprietary controllers, which look like two donuts on sticks. Um, so you get that, which is standing, you can walk around and stuff, and then the other application is for gaming or whatever, and you can sit down. And that's where the Elite, I play the Elite while sitting down. So I'm sure you will eventually get omnidirectional. Um, support for that. I, I just want a holodeck from Star Trek, man. That's uh, <laughs> I just want okay, I can live my life in a room that is entirely made of a holodeck and one of those like imaginary uh computers that you say, I want a donut, and then it makes a donut out of thin air. What else do you need, man? Like, okay, I'm gonna go, like a like a virtual scribble notes. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go fight, I don't know, giant monsters in Pacific Rim. And then I'll have a like a, a zero fat ice cream sundae that's made out of thin air, and then I'll go to sleep. I think it's like that. That's all I want to do. Like the whole day, that's fine. Yeah, it's, that would be great. <laughs> I don't think it will happen in our lifetimes, unfortunately. No. But there was another application when I walked past the stand again. There was one that was like like a four D, three D, whatever you want to call it, like asteroid where you were like in a city setting um, and obviously aliens were flying towards your face and you had to use the controllers to kind of like shoot at them in like an on the rails type shooter. So it was kind of fun. I, what are the applications of these? Because it's, it's a good thing. Um, in, in the article that I wrote, I said that um, like this tall brush is fantastic. Okay, because it's obviously... It, painting yeah but if you can imagine 12 people hooked up to the same program for educational purposes yeah. so you can have like virtual autopsies you can have virtual field trips you can if you yeah, like yeah like virtual field trips so if you're talking about france and the eiffel tower you just tell people okay cool pop on your headsets and we'll quickly have a look at the eiffel tower we'll see what things look like um, yeah, autopsies can be done in 3G, uh, 3D uh, mechanics, you see, those the, kinds of things. The big problem with that is you can do that all on a normal 2D screen. I know having the extra dimension helps a lot, obviously, seeing things in another dimension, but the cost of entry is so high for one extra dimension. For free, you can go on Google Maps and say, here, kids, here's the Eiffel Tower. You don't have to invest a few hundred thousand, well, not a hundred thousand rand, but a few, like, tens of thousands to get these headsets and be like, here's the Alpha Tower, kids. Yeah. Um, once again, like I mentioned in the article, the Vive is a fantastic 5,000 rand 
VR headset. Wait, five thousand? I thought it was. Wasn't the the dollar price like seven ninety nine or something? It's twelve thousand. No, uh, you're thinking of the Oculus Rift. It's more expensive. I'm sure that wasn't Oculus six ninety nine and then the Vive is twelve thousand. Yeah, it was like seven seven hundred ninety nine. Yes, that's what so I'm saying. For th- for five thousand, oh, okay. it's fantastic. Okay, gotcha. It's a fantastic headset for five thousand. Twelve for twelve, I don't know. Well, no, you say that, but if you think of PlayStation's upcoming VR, the uh, I think it's just called PlayStation VR now, and Project Morpheus sounded much better. But uh, that they uh, are estimating that that alone is going to cost as much as a PlayStation Four. Yeah, it's not going to sell. I, I don't know how it's going to work because you need a very, very, very powerful PC to run VR and the PlayStation 4 is not that. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it. I think it might just be like tech demos. I don't think it's going to sell you. I think it's going to bomb. Yeah. But anyways, so that was my Mobile World Congress yes, experience. Well. It was really cool. Um, I was glad to get away from the heat for a while. Um, although it wasn't as cold as I anticipated. Is it, is it winter there? Or? It's it's winter there now, but it's a Mediterranean winter, so uh. it means the coldest it ever gets is like 19, 20 maybe. Yes, dude, it was getting close to 40 Celsius here when you were gone. It was very hot. No, that's insane. The um, Our bus driver um, on the last day, she said this is the coldest it's, it, it's been this winter. And was and she in was, shorts and a t-shirt when she said No, that. no, she had like a jersey on, but yeah. it was like 20. And she was like, oh, this is the coldest it's been. No, so it, it's a Mediterranean winter. I wonder what it gets like in summer, though. That must um, be. I, I did say to her that, well, we were talking about it, um, summertime and stuff, and she said, you do not go to Barcelona in the summer. You do not, because you will melt. The best time to go there is like spring and autumn. Yeah. That's the best time because then the temperatures are like 24, 25, 26. Otherwise, you're going to push it into up like close to 40. My dad uh, lived in Portugal as a kid. And yeah. He says it's ridiculous. Like uh, they just ran around without shoes on because that's what kids do. On In summer, you couldn't cross the street unless you were wearing shoes because yeah. your skin will melt into the road. And even if you are wearing shoes, you might ruin your shoes because the tar becomes <laughs> liquid. So, yeah, no, I can imagine. He used to sleep. Not on, he used to, uh, A lot of kids used to sleep on the towels because that's cool enough in the winter, uh, in the summer. Yeah. Anyways. Yes. Do you want to move us along? Yes. Um, okay, our next topic is kind of strange. Now... Okay, we, we are writing a, a full story on this, but I'll just give you the gist. Uh, there's a game coming out called Far Cry Primal. It is based in uh, 10,000 BCE. Uh, I don't know what uh, exact period that is, but it's basically you're a caveman, uh, and you go around with a club, and you beat up other cavemen and other animals, and you can also tame animals. It's basically Far Cry without the guns and more spears and rocks. Now, there's this site. And they obviously have an, an advertorial. Now, I don't know if the advertorial is to advertise Far Cry Primal or this other sponsor they have, which is a water company. But what it basically is, is a photo shoot with a model dressed up in a loincloth. Okay. But then they ask you questions about the most random things. And it has very little. It actually has nothing to do with the video game. They're just interviewing a pretty girl, and for some reason, you're like, what's your turn-ons, what's your turn-offs? And then you get to the end of the article, and there's a big banner that says, Far Cry Primal, out now. What is going on in this article? I don't... I I don't know, because, I mean, the website, they do this babe shoot thing fairly often. I yeah. think it's like once a week. And obviously, they had to tie that in with something to make money yes. to make money and they obviously 
got Megaron's approval for that, and they turned it into a Far Cry Primal-themed photo shoot. I don't... I, like, okay... It is a bit tacky. If you think... Well, no, it's not tacky. It's just it's so disconnected. Well, it is tacky, but it's so disconnected. Like, if we did an advertorial, if Ubisoft came to us and said, we want an advertorial about Far Cry Primal, we would, okay, we'll write something. Maybe we'll write why the first-person genre should be more than just shooting. And then we'll write 2,000 words on that, and there'll be an advertorial tied into Far Cry Primal, right? Everybody's happy. It makes sense. It's coherent. The two uh, forms of the advert and the editorial then merge. It doesn't merge when you just have pictures of pretty girls and ask them what they like doing on the weekend. And from I, I don't know this woman personally, but from her answers, I don't think she's played the game. And they're asking her about the game. Well, of course she hasn't. Yeah, look, I think as a gamer, I would, I don't mind the, the, the photograph side of things. I mean, I understand photo shoot, pretty girl, awesome. Yeah. I would like to see, I think I agree with you, I would like to see more of what she says relate back to the game yeah. as opposed to just a random why don't Why don't they bring this model and they give her the game to play and they'll ask her what she thinks of the game? So obviously trying to work it back to the game, right? Yeah. They Do something with the flipping game you're advertising, people. Exactly. Like, a question, obviously it takes part in 10,000 BC. Yeah. So... They asked her, what would you miss from the modern day living? So you go, oh, yeah, maybe cars, electricity. No. She said, pizza and my boobs. I would miss... Wait, um, why would her boobs not be in 10,000? Because they're obviously fake. Oh. You know what I would miss? Medicine. Medicine in the loom. I would miss those. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. It's just... We're not knocking this. If you want to go on the internet and look at pictures of women, flip and go ahead, man. We're not knocking uh, sexuality. We're not knocking doing what you want with your body. We just find it strange that you can go on the internet and be like, oh, this is related. Give us money for it. It's very strange. Um, yeah, next time, give the person the game to play and then ask them about that. Yeah, but then obviously they'll ask her, you know, like questions... That don't relate to the game at all. Yeah. In your opinion, what is the key to expressing sex appeal through a photo? What the flip does that have to do with a with a, with a theme? Like really? Mm. I mean, <laughs> that's where I find I'm like, yes, I'm with you on that one. Yes, you can have a classy themed photo shoot, but make sure everything is themed, not just the yeah. pictures and this face. It'll be like, okay, if we. If we wanted to make a cave painting of you, how should we do it to make it sexy? Then it at least ties in. It's not difficult writing. I mean, when we go to people, it's like, oh, okay, maybe maybe being a writer is not for everybody because uh, you just don't have the flair for writing, whatever. But this is not difficult stuff. It's not rocket science. Cave paintings, raw hides, rocks and sticks. It's not difficult. Make it work somehow, man. Yeah, and... and one one problem that I had with the pictures as well. Clearly, she was put in a summer setting or in a climate where it was hot um, back in the day. And in the last image, she's wearing a fur cap on her head. I like, the, like what the Russians wear when the... Like uh, a cap, yes. Yeah, when the snow is 10 meters deep. And I'm like, why, if you're in a hot climate, which she obviously is, because one of the pictures she's topless from behind, so it's quite hot, um, why are you wearing a fur cap? For what, what, what reason? Do you want to look like a bear before you stalk her? Like, really? 
if yeah, I was yeah, if I was the editor of this uh, of this uh, publication and I had full control, I would have gotten a model in, and then I would have got like VFX, and I would have put on lots of fake fur on her and be like, you can start off the photo shoot with one picture of her as like a normal human, and then the rest is her like devolving into into like previous forms and people just get freaked out and it will tie into the game yeah I, I know it won't my idea won't really tie into the game because uh, obviously 10,000 BC is not the time of of reptiles and dinosaurs the scientific term it was the time of mammals yeah. cyber-toothed tigers um, mammoths those kinds of things but I would have put it in front of a green screen and added like T-Rexes yeah. chasing her and stuff. You make it really cool. Mm. And the last point that I want to make throughout the entire photo shoot, she has nail polish on. Her fingers and pink on her toes. I'm like, really? Like, you, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Wait, maybe maybe she paints her fingers and toes with the blood of her enemies. I don't yes. know. Yes. I, I, she can't even kill a tree. I'm pretty sure if you control F this page, the there'll be like no mention of Far Cry. Like if you press control F and say Far Cry, we're actually gonna do it, okay, Far Cry. Okay, they mention it three times. Five times. Five times. Okay, but how many of those were in a question? Yeah, one, two No, one's in the heading. No, one's in the heading, another one's in the uh, excerpt, and another one's in the tag. So there's two. Yeah. They mention the game twice in the advertorial. I, I know they do these photo shoots often. I know they do. Yes. But like you said, there's just a little bit of disconnect between why they're doing this specific photo shoot and how they did it. Yeah. It's not like we don't understand. We are a publication. We need to keep the lights on. We need to put food in, well, not our children's mouths, but our mouths and like our parents' mouths. We understand you need to get money in. Make some effort, guys. Come on. Yeah, I don't know if it was just a question of, hey, let's run with something that we completely do already. But yeah, I don't know. It was just, there's my two cents. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I think what we're saying is we understand what they were trying to do. They just possibly could have done it a bit better. There's a different way that you could have done it. Correct. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's just the effort. But anyway, that's enough whinging for today. Uh, here's a cool fact: one of the tribes in the uh, in the in Far Cry Primal are called the Wenger. So that's enough whinging about the winter. <laughs> and also, also, do you know what the name of the area in Far Cry Primal is called? Oros. Oros. <laughs> now, uh, if you're a South African, I believe it's only in South Africa, there is a very popular juice brand called Oros. And uh, at the Far Cry Prim Primal launch event, they were serving Oros, <laughs> which was brilliant. Nice. I didn't actually realize that until afterwards, and I understood the... Uh, See, that's how you do a good promotion. Yeah, man. Oros, Oros. Like, also, at the Far Cry launch event, they had a um, an anthropologist come in and speak to us about weapons, and she openly admitted, I haven't played the game, but here's some uh, history about how they make weapons in the Stone Age. It's like, there we go. You don't need to even flip and play the game to give us some uh, some connection. Yeah. Anyway, enough whinging yeah. and whinging. I think that's going to be it for us. Uh, from Dion, Charlie, myself, and HTXC Africa. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We'll be back again next Friday. And of course, all the things we've mentioned will be linked to under this podcast. So you can go give them a read. Uh, goodbye, everybody. See you next week. Toodaloo.
Mr. Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.